The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I said we were going to stick with this uh, issue. Paul Davis is with me, a procurement lecturer at the School of Business uh, in DCU. Uh, Paul, uh, you're welcome to the show. Um, I mean, do, do you share the Minister's uh, optimism or, or, or are you on the side of what I would wager is lots of people listening to this uh, thinking, my God, another problem? I think, I think I'm on that last part there, unfortunately. Um, I think going back to 2018, 2019, uh, when we spoke previously, I, I had mentioned that we were looking at long delays and we were looking at costs that were going to go in excess of 2.4 billion. The last estimated cost was 1.7, um, and nobody's published anything since, which is about two years ago. So seeing further delays, further stories like this, just as indicative of the poor procurement practice that was put in place to do this. Um, as you will have heard the minister saying, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's possibly not going to add a huge amount of time or indeed a huge amount of cost. But partly that's a reflection of the enormous amount of cost that's already got into it, <laughs> that, that, you know, several million euro or tens of million euro might actually only be a fraction. I think that's the problem is that we, we're looking at tens of millions of euros as being a fraction of 2.4 billion or more and not thinking of the overall consequences of what we made a decision around going with. Um, it's, it, it's been hampered, and I think I heard David Cullinan this morning talk about the Price Waterhouse Coopers report from April 2019, and they, 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 they made it very clear. There was a lack of experience in the governance board. There was a lack of knowledge. There was poor interactions with the departments. They made the point that risk wasn't built in. Um, and when you look back to 2019, four years ago, even this small issue is indicative of still the lack of experience. Um, I think that it was at the NPHDV said to this morning, there's no difference to similar steps taken to investigate more significant changes in design that have been proposed by BAM during project construction. The fact that we're actually making changes to design during the project construction on a standard hospital, and I will use the word standard hospital because there's millions of hospitals built around the world, there's nothing new in building a hospital. Our own hospitals are here well over 100 years in terms of what we have. So suddenly to be finding this thing going out of kilter, mm. um, it, it just doesn't make sense. What is interesting, though, is the way the minister is highlighting that it's only a small number of rooms out of over 4,000 clinical rooms. I think the point is that the 22 operating theatres are key pinch points for the operation of the theatre. If 11 of those are out of action when you're supposed to be commissioning. Um, that means your 50% of your operational capacity in terms of operations is gone. Mm. What significant impact does that have? And again, go back in, if that's delayed from the opening, what impact does that have on treating kids in terms of coming in for operations or otherwise? Is there a knock-on effect? I think it's fairly glib to be turning around and saying it's only 11 rooms. It's 11 high-tech, high-spec operating theatres. Um, and we don't know the significance of the changes, so we, we'll just have to wait and see. Mm. I believe that um, those reports will be done. But it does go back to poor design and poor tender competition. Um, yeah, because, I, I, you know, anyone who's had the experience of of, of, of building anything, uh, be it their own home or anything else, will know you, you, you change elements of the design as you go along. But it's 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 generally a reflection of changing personal preferences. The, the, the big things are all nailed down early on. And I mean, if somebody out there who built their own home, if they had their builder turn around and said, what height do you want the ceiling in this room? They'd kind of look at him and say, say was that not in the plans? What height we were putting the ceiling on the room? Exactly. 
And not only that, if you actually take it a, a stage further, you're talking about putting ventilation systems in, which means that you've got your ducting that's gone in above the ceiling, but you've all your pipe work and electric work going around that. So it's not a case of just moving a grill. It's maybe moving the ducting, but if the pipework is already in and around it, then you have to physically strip out the pipework that's there. And hence the discussion around bringing in the electrical and mechanical uh, suppliers to discuss what needs to be done. So I, don't, I think until we get further details, we don't know the extent of it, mm-hmm. but it's indicative of the poor design that was done and leaving it almost to the operator, the BAM themselves, to actually make up what they needed to do as they went along. And it's no wonder that we have so many claims that are gone in by BAM. And although that's only a small percentage, it's indicative of poor design practice and poor tender practice that took place. Given where we are in the project, uh, we are so deep. I mean, anybody who drives through that part of Dublin will see, I mean, it is gargantuan and we are nearly there. So, so, you know, we have to plough ahead regardless uh, with this hospital. Um, I mean, what, what, what do we take from all of this? Is it just, I'm not going to use the word learnings uh, when the word lessons will do. Is it lessons for the future? I think there, there were some lessons that were learned early on with it. And in fairness, deeper, and I don't normally compliment them, but they did make changes to the construction contracts to try to take it into account. So in theory, in theory, and I always use the word in theory, we shouldn't see something like this happen again. But practice tells us and history tells us that we seem to make these mistakes. I think it's the idea that we're, we're doing something new when it's not actually new, but we've done it somewhere before. There are lessons to be learned from where hospitals were built or motorways were built. So the idea that we're doing it new is, is something that the public sector actually has to get over. In most cases, it's not new. It's been built before and done before. What we need to do is learn from what was done before. I think the other part is that I think we spoke around a long time ago over the political influences within the procurement process, and we had hoped that that was gone. Well, we hope that any future locations of major infrastructure doesn't fall into that same trap that then leads us with, you know, facilities and locations that are going to be very difficult for people using it to use. Paul Davis, procurement lecturer at the School of Business in DCU. Paul, thanks a million for joining us here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.